Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Kenny. This is Myra. Oh, just a little too close to the mic there, Myra. Look. Yeah, about a fist's distance. distance. That's how far you want to talk. Why didn't you tell me that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. We're messing with you. You're fine. Um, No, but a fist is a good indicator of how deep a man or a person's voice is. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a smaller fist, you have a tinier voice. Dang. That's not. There's no. Truth not, there's no truth. <laughs> Science. This week we're talking about the Green Knight, uh, directed by David Lowry, which I just found out mm-hmm. uh, is kind of because I'm a big a ghost story fan. Yeah, and that makes sense. They're both A24 movies. Yeah, so it makes sense. He's in the same uh, production company. Yeah, I hear hey, a kitten. Yeah, hey, hey, shut up, you freaking in heat jerk. Which one is that? It's Azula, Azula trying to find trying to find her a man right now, hitting does, on her own sons. Does like Azula, a nasty. Does Azula have a boyfriend in the Airbender? No, but she's trying desperately to get one. <laughs> it's kind of a theme. She's just so like, she's, she's like also a, in heat. Yeah, she's just like a really mean teen. <laughs> so like the one time we see her hit on a dude, she's like so intense. She yeah. like scares him off basically. And know? she's also oh, like I a Firebender, that. right? Yeah. So she's also in heat. She's the blue Firebender. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, we're talking about The Green Knight. We saw it. Yeah, we saw it in the theaters. You were actually out of town when mm-hmm. you saw it. We saw How, it in Colorado. We saw it in the mountains. Yeah. How was it? SD. Oh, yeah. How was it in this theater? Was it like a good screen, good projector? Definitely. It was a it was a tinsel town. Like and she just said, we saw it on an XD screen. So we saw it in that even like bigger. The, yeah, the wider. Shot, you know. And it, I definitely think... Uh, w- was improved for that you know it's such mm-hmm. a visual movie that i think getting able to see it in that gigantic way was awesome and uh the only other movie i've seen like that was when we went and saw demon slayer right you know, that was my yeah. first experience with one of those and i feel oh, like it was yeah. a little jarring for the animation but worked perfectly for something so like beautifully cinematic like this like landscape cinematic like this right you know? sorry i was burping off mike i fucking loved it bro <laughs> i feel like these xd screens are almost a result of stupid uh quentin tarantino oh really because he made the hateful eight the, in that yeah. 70 millimeter and it almost brought back that popularity of a wider screen yeah know? no that's probably very true i feel like quentin has reshaped uh cinema a couple of times and I think that that's probably, yeah, an after effect of that. Um, yeah, I saw it in, I saw it here. I saw it, where did I see it? Oh, Cibolo, like right outside of, okay. um, I guess, Selma, mm-hmm. like right north of San Antonio. Um, but it's it's a Santico, so it's it's one of my favorite theaters. Um, and they did not have the volume that loud. Oh, really? Which was kind of surprising <laughs> for me. We were the opposite. It was plenty loud, which was nice. It was booming. Yeah, we got it booming. <laughs> it's kind of it was kind of a bummer for me because I was like, no, this this needs to be much louder. But it's a bummer. I think that's like a thing in Santicos, though. I almost feel like mm. they don't always have the the volume as loud as I would. It like, was you know? it was definitely a smaller theater too. It was mm-hmm. one of the smaller venues because I was think it packed or was it like no? Room? It was it, there was a surprising amount of people in it for sure. But like when we saw. Uh, Black Widow mm-hmm. in the exact same theater. It was a much bigger screen and it was way louder. So, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the qual or the the quantity that they're expecting for the movie. Maybe the uh, the guy running the movie had a bad hangover and was just like, "I'm not blasting this <laughs> shit right now." He's like, "They're they're just gonna hear it at <laughs> normal volume." Yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, um, I know you kind of didn't want to talk about this movie a little bit for the podcast just because yeah. you felt like there wasn't going to be a lot to talk about a little bit. But I think that's interesting because this movie's so interpretable. You know what I mean? Okay. It definitely, I mean, it starts a pretty cohesive and I guess it kind of ends a little cohesive. Yeah. But everything in the middle is just kind of wild and up to, you know, mm-hmm. to the viewer, very much in my opinion, to kind of interpret how they feel. Right. Because uh, me and Myra definitely walked away kind of with different opinions of the yeah. movie or different reflections on what we got from the movie, you know? So I'm like vastly curious what you took away from this film or like uh, what you got out of it. Cause uh, I thought I will speak as bluntly as possible. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll also speak as, as widely as possible. Yeah. I felt like this movie was like a, Oh man, I had the terms just a second ago. I feel like this movie is a unapproachable, um, what, what, I guess like, it's just so unapproachable and it's like trying to be this weird long epic of all these different stories that happened to this one man in his journeys that it just, it felt like a bunch of half nothings thrown at the wall that didn't really mean anything to even Gawain at the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like why put him through these trials if they don't, do or mean anything to anything by the end of the story. Yeah, these are like smaller, like bigger, or not necessarily bigger stories, but like more thought out quests that this guy's gone mm-hmm. on. And they're all just kind of condensed down and packed into a single movie right. is what happened here. Yeah. Got you. So, see, that's something I don't know. I've never, obviously, I've never read the Tolkien book or know the total oh, lore I of the Sir Garwin book, you know. I just, from my understanding, it's a little bit based on I'm sure both, you Tolkien know? has a lot to say about mm-hmm. Garwin. I'm, I'm only going off of like legend oh and you know what just I mean? the, like the exactly like the legends that he right for his because yeah. like the king in this movie is an analog for arthur king mm-hmm. arthur and then the round table is present as well and of course we don't get you know lancelot or anybody like that but gawain was definitely a member of this table um and his whole significance pre-arthurian lore was just you know he fought the green knight he showed his courageousness by going to the Green Knight by the end of his, or by the end of his, like, tale. Mm-hmm. And the Green Knight, you know, it, there's there's different endings to the tale. Like yeah. Some, he gets beheaded just like he beheaded the Green Knight. Some, he just slaps him on the back of the neck with a branch and is like, you showed that you're brave. Go on and, and be a proper knight now, you know? And so it's just, it's, this movie leads it all for you to interpret it however you want with every vignette also interpretable for you because mm-hmm. like i'm very curious on what you gathered from any of yeah the little exactly vignettes. there's so many little bits you know to mm-hmm. kind of be like what the fuck was that about you know what i mean i mean the giants being a good example of probably yeah. one of the more jarring ones that didn't have any blatant meaning to it you know yeah. so like what did you take from that I'm a, I'm nothing nothing at all that's the thing like it meant nothing to yeah me. that one i can agree with you know like that one obviously had well, okay. no well what about um what's his face kissing him <laughs> <laughs> see like there's so much in this movie that obviously means something to the director joel edgerton <laughs> yeah he plays the lord he <laughs> He kisses him. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, what's her face? She has two parts in this movie. Alicia Vikvan- Vikander. She plays his short-haired girlfriend before he leaves. And then also, like, the Lord's maybe wife. So or... she, that was the same actress. Yeah, okay, I was so woman. convinced it was the same actress, but I thought I was just being, like, ignorant. Yeah. Okay, so that was, you know what he's talking about? Like, the short-haired one 
from the beginning of the movie, the one that's actually his love interest with the bell, and then yeah. the one he ends up like who like remakes the belt for him and he like weirdly sleeps with and then like or doesn't sleep with you know like it, shows, same woman? it was the same actress she just had actual hair and so that's why it was confusing she, she oh. they are two separate parts but mm-hmm. are they meant to be symbols of the same woman for him like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that <laughs> yeah so and 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 to me all of this is like oh mm-hmm. neat artsy but at the same time nothing what? yeah nothing for me and so that's why I, I really do like this movie. I like that I can, if I wanted to really fucking want to, go in there and say, oh, well, this is a metaphor for this and this and this. But I don't, it didn't give me enough to even give a shit about yeah. that. What is your biggest takeaway from the movie? Like, what do you feel like the message that at least the whole movie is trying to get across? Uh, personally, I'd have to watch it five more times to have to a, feel like a good getting... impression of what I can say this movie means. You know, because it's it's literally a man conflicted in every aspect uh, going into it. Like a- everything that he does, he's conflicted, mm-hmm. and it shows that he's unready constantly. But every time he's confronted with a challenge, he'll stumble his way into accepting it or completing it, and then he's even rewarded. Where you know he gets his things thefted from him by those thieves. He finds the the head of the woman at the bottom of the lake, and she gives him his axe back, mm-hmm. or the Green Knight's axe. Which back. is one of the few like things, at least in the movie, that has a running theme, which I have to assume the guy who stole his axe and promised to continue the journey is the one who went on to behead that woman, was something that we kind of oh, theorized. Yeah. That he, that's why the axe was there. That's a good call. I feel like... In the next home, you know what I right. mean? Is that he's essentially following that character through mm-hmm. what it was meant to be his quest, you know? I, I think that woman was... Very long dead because she was definitely a skeleton when he returned. Yeah, the fish could have eaten the bone, yeah. Well, <laughs> her body in the bed was I mean, a skeleton. We even see the part where he died, you know, died, yeah, in, but you know, tied think, up. So that that I do like a lot, where it's it shows what could have happened. Two separate uh, like futures, mm-hmm. where that one that was our first uh, example of that happening which is the other one at the end of the movie. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. But that that scene, I felt like, was just to show us that, like, hey, this movie's going to do this trick at the end of the movie. Get ready for it. But when we're watching it, it means nothing to me. It's just like, how cool. What if he stayed there and died as what a skeleton? Gave up and died right you know? there. <laughs> like, that doesn't do nothing. I don't know. I... I I like this movie because it was an effort by these people, and they obviously had something to say with it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, it's not it's not something that you feel like anybody could watch and enjoy because most people are going to be like, what the fuck am I watching right now, and turn yeah. it off partway through. Because like, a ghost story is way more easier to parse, I feel like, because you can always see that and be like, oh, neat, this, is, this means this, but... I couldn't I couldn't do that with this movie. See, and for me, I feel like this movie in a weird way, I think like your average man could probably get through this movie a little bit easier than a ghost story, mm-hmm. simply because of like the fact that it at least has like these epic moments. It has music supporting it the a lot of the track yeah to carry it a lot of I mean, visually I thought it was really nice. Yeah. One of my favorite moments, funny enough, is when he's first writing out of you know town basically mm-hmm. and all the little kids are kind of chasing him and we get that that long shot of him kind of riding away and the kids kind of give up and start walking back and it i mean it's, it felt so real i mean i really like that part because it felt so real because the kids literally give up and like start playing in the background mm-hmm. there's like a farmer like with sheep or something walking by and it's just such a gorgeous 
quiet shot in that movie. Um, that those those things kept drawing me back into it. Like For visually, sure. it was just like such a nice thing to experience. Um, and you're right, the score is so fantastic. I feel like that gives it that approachability of um, someone. Even I mean, obviously, by the end of it, anybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it at least is entertaining while you're getting through it. You know what I mean? I feel like a ghost story could be rough for a lot of people to watch because there's oh, so yeah. many just quiet raw moments you just have to like ex- you know get through and they're That's as true. heavy for you as they are for the characters experiencing them yeah so i don't know i really like this movie i uh they're exactly it's all these little what do you call them vignettes yeah vignettes, <laughs> vignettes. Like, yeah. yeah of like experiences that he kind of goes through but what i really took from it is uh you know kind of choosing to lay in the bed you make for yourself you know oh, what i mean true. this is all like accepting what you've kind of done you know what i mean and i thought the weirdest theme was that the beginning you know the whole thing the arthur analog tells him is that it's just a game but i didn't i wish that wouldn't have been a part of it because i feel like he it that took away like the idea of consequence you know what i mean like if i was told that before i got into this i would have just been like screw it and cut the guy's head off too i feel like if it would have been more of like a this isn't a game you need to take this situation seriously and he'd have done it the rest of the movie would have felt like it made a little bit more sense to me you know what i mean i think yeah i think game is definitely a wrong term for nowadays where we think of game and it's like yeah there's rules in mm-hmm. monopoly but like it's not you know fatal rules mm-hmm. and so but i mean that's definitely not like gladiator games <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but that's definitely what the green knight calls it in in the old tale is mm-hmm. that you know this is a game and you have to play by the rules and so i i do like that idea where it's like yeah it this is definitely... I just can't justify why he would do a fatal blow knowing the consequences. You know, did he really just believe, like, there were there, he would kill him and that would be it? No. I guess it's it's to prove... In the end, the whole tale of the Green Knight is to prove that if you are willing to take another's man, another man's life, you are out there and you are putting your life on the line as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what I feel like the that's where the courageousness comes from. That's why this knight's tale is told because it's at the end of the day, just an old tale for kids to learn like, Oh, you know, if, if I, I have to be willing to do this, if this is what I'm doing to others, you know what I mean? And so like, I don't know. It's literally just a story of morality. And if you're willing to kill, you need to be willing to be killed. Yeah. I don't know. It's cause it's like, it's like a police officer, you know, he, he has a gun and he his life is on the line it's it's much of the same but it's this movie doesn't end in a way that shows any, like you were saying any consequence mm-hmm. it ends so open endedly that it's it's like almost every bit of it was a joke at looking at you like looking back at you and being like what do you think no you're absolutely i mean you're right i mean that's why i was so curious to talk to you on this and why you kind of had a had like an issue with it because i had to believe you liked the movie i mean visually cinematically yes, it was yeah. it was a fa- it was a good film yeah. it's just yeah it's a lot to parse and if anything i think you're kind of right that it uh it is a lot of nothing if you really sit down and kind of look at it and i would be interested to hear these stories a little bit more fleshed out you know and I understand wanna... why what they what they actually are you know because yeah. it feels like almost the odyssey broken down into a two-hour film and so you just get them to like they're just like riding by on a boat and looking at the cyclops instead yeah. of actually encountering <laughs> yeah. it you yeah. know and it's like with a fox yeah yeah <laughs> that starts talking right at the end of it yeah another another thing that 
you know, Ashley and I struggled with was the whole idea of his mom being the witch mm-hmm. and seemingly conjuring or not well, yeah, what were her, summoning. What were her moral? Like, was she trying to put her son through this test? I you think. Know? I think she had assumed if if we're to if we're led to believe that she was doing this for her son and, and mm-hmm. she cares about her son, maybe she wanted him to have his, his night's trials and to prove himself worthy for King Arthur or for, I guess in this iteration to become the next King. Mm-hmm. But once again, we don't see the end of this movie because it, it cuts it short. Do you want to talk about the other possible future that yeah. we're given in this movie. And so maybe, I mean, the one thing we could guess is maybe that was the future the mom was trying to get to. And that was the only, this was the only way she could get you there. Think that maybe. she wanted him to have like the tragic life. Well, but in, in the name of him being King, I guess so. Cause I feel like if he, there is that, t- like that version where the green knight just brings a branch down and it mm-hmm. breaks over his neck and no harm is really done. And, I feel like that's the future that she wanted to give him, but we don't even fucking see that future. You know what I mean? Where he proves that he's worthy. He mm-hmm. proves that he could be a good father and a good husband. You know what I mean? But and he, we, yeah, he's forgiven for, you know, yeah. or, you know, it's in for what he's done. I want to talk to Lowry and see what he has to say about this. Cause I, I, I understand that he's just showing us a constant fuck up. Mm hmm. And is that the whole thing? Yeah, I think. I mean, well, I think is it's, this Lewin Davis? It's once again like if you're choosing to go the safe route or choosing to not accept the thing, your the consequences of your actions, then you're gonna be you're gonna suffer your entire life. You know what I mean? It, you have to lay in the bed you've made in order to like have peace in life. You know what yeah. I mean? And so the only time we ever see him at peace is the final moments where he removes the belt you know mm-hmm. i think one of the most disturbing parts for both of us was when he like removes the belt as the old version of oh, somebody's like pulling it out of his guts for oh, some reason yeah. and it's just like slimy and disgusting um but it's like a symbol of how much it, like in that fake future it had become part of him you yeah. know what i mean how it much- was necessary for him to weave it into his own body mm-hmm. because he was so desperate to stay safe no i mean this movie has endless scenes like that where it's like this is something that really means something. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about the scene where the woman with Joel Edgerton comes in, I guess, masturbates him. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes and we see his come. <laughs> besides i was thinking about this while watching the movie and i was also talking to ashley about it after we were driving home yeah besides there's something about mary where the cum is hanging <laughs> on her face well no he it's hanging oh, from his her. ear oh, and yeah. then she uses it as a gel, gel and it goes straight up <laughs> besides that i don't think i've ever seen cum in a fucking movie before <laughs> is it does it i've never seen it but the call me by your name oh, movie, i haven't seen that i one. just know that it's got a whole scene that's apparently like very this centered around that so i don't know if it actually shows it in that movie but i know that's a thing but you're right to think about it, it's like where have we seen? There has to be other films. I'm maybe. sure there is, but off of the top of my Something head. Something from the early 2000s. Some comedy from the early 2000s. For sure. Like Sex Drive bucket. or some yeah. shit. No, but when I fucking saw it, like his hand clutched around the, the rope and then it covered in cum, <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did they make this part? Like, I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking of this actual cum, but like, what were they fucking thinking? 
You know, I, mean, I thought I was just like, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking load. <laughs> I mean, if we're led, to, I mean, he probably hadn't had sex in a while, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> and she was getting him amped up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean it. So if we were if we were smart men. And we had to sit down and think about this scene where she's like, you're no knight. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> does that mean he wasn't faithful? Does that mean, like, what What are, what are we trying to draw from this? Yeah, like what was, what was he supposed to get she from was, that? She did it so easily to him. Yeah, no. Uh, you, you know what I mean? He's he's no knight, but metaphorically, oh. <laughs> does that bring in the fact that like he, he he is a fuck up once again that he allowed himself to be jacked off by this woman even though he'd pledged, you know, marriage to yeah, her he back a, in the village? He should be like yeah, stoic and above all, yeah, all yeah. of this and yet he's falling so easily, like succumbing so easily to desire. Yeah. I feel like any result that we come up with doesn't do it it's too shallow it doesn't do anything yeah exactly like this movie has what is seemingly such deep waters i can't imagine it's so shallow as just it's like it's actually a deeper example of his uh, issues with his mother and how she was never (laughs) around with him because she was a witch you know it's like i'm sure it's something crazy that we weren't even considering the the old lady was in the room too oh yeah and the old blind lady Mm -hmm. like is in the room i was like whoa well see in there and we have that bit where the old blind woman walks up and like and mm-hmm. she like hugs him or whatever. There's something they keep doing to him throughout the. Oh, she touches his face because yeah. there's several characters throughout the movie like touch his face. I was convinced that was the mother being an analog through those oh. characters was something I guessed for that was that she it was her I, like kind of keeping tabs on him. I thought it was the Green Knight putting on a facade. I thought Joel really? Edgerton was the Green Knight, and so for that to not be the fact, I was like, mm-hmm. well, this doesn't make any fucking sense again. Um, I like that that blind woman was played by Willie Nelson. That was pretty cool. Oh, I know that was pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to talk, so she, kind of she freaked me out. Man. You were expecting uh, the highwayman. Yeah, she <laughs> pulled out a joint. You know? yeah. And I was like, oh, now this movie makes sense. This, this It all comes together. No. <laughs> Literally comes. Um, I don't know. I, I I have to like this movie because it, it showed me really great images and, and great mm-hmm. ideas. And every performance was fucking good and you know some exactly smarter man is gonna make a video about this movie and we're gonna be like holy shit when we watch it yeah. and it explains a bunch of shit to us that I'm, we're like i'm i mean i feel like i'm a big proponent for the fact that like if you wanted to pull art from the art you should be able to mm-hmm. and i don't want to be explained to this one yeah and no, so that that's sense. why i think i have to s- sit this one out I'll, I'll watch it i'll watch it again and see if i can figure something out but for me, this this was nothing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll definitely rewatch it once it's available to me somewhere outside of a movie theater just yeah. to get the experience again. Because um, ex- it's one of those that you're right. I think I need to watch this movie five times before I'll truly know how I feel about it even, you know. Um, but I still think this is a movie I would recommend to people in the sense I'd be like, go watch this movie. I want to know what you what you fucking think about it you that's, know i think that's the best thing that we can get out of this is, it's more is shock and all than anything. conversation yeah for sure do you have anything myra that's, i was just like 
Titans. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so true. No, you know, we just were off the coattails of Attack on Titan, and so that was oh. the one thing we got from the big, you know, fucking giant scene. Is we were just like, oh shit. When we... I see that hand. I'm like, is this real? Like, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I was expecting way more surreal shit like that. Mm-hmm. I was. I thought this movie was gonna go a real like weird turn. I expected the fox to talk the entire time. So when it was just like running around being a normal fox with him i was like oh this is a bummer so when it because we knew it talked it showed it in the trailer you know mm-hmm. so when it finally did at the end i was like well dang now you're just going away we didn't even get <laughs> this relationship yeah. i expected but i also once again thought the fox was an analog of the mom that's another I thought one so i thought too. and she was essentially leading him on his journey and trying to keep him on the safe or path you so know? that that would lead into the theory of like well i guess that alternate future is the one that his mom wanted him to have Mm -hmm. but that still doesn't make a lot of sense so i guess in this in the future that we are gonna get where he removes the rope and everything he does get beheaded Mm -hmm. i i guess that's what we're supposed to take from it i don't know i think it's very macbeth you know it's like getting what you want but there's like it was loaded with consequences you know it's like the the genie's wish you know you or the monkey's paw you know getting what you wish for but with not the way you wanted it you know exactly yeah so I could even see that. Like, she could see... all. Maybe all she could see was it was a future where he was king, but mm-hmm. she couldn't actually see what that future was like for him. You know what right. I mean? So, like, I mean, those are the interpretations I could try to take on why... That's that's completely fair. Because she, she really does seem like the, <laughs> the main... Uh, like uh, reason things are happening. You know, she. I feel like she obviously summons the Green Knight yeah. at the beginning of the film. You know, so yeah. it's interesting to try to moralize her actions in it. You know, yeah. But that's it, man. Yeah, that's the the Purple Knight. <laughs> that's the Shrek Knight. That's that dank Knight. You know what I'm saying? Um, David that Green Knight. David Lowry. I wonder if he is coming out with any more movies because. I really like his directing style. No, I do. I mean, I like David Lowry's directing. You know what I mean? I think it's grand writing because I think he like wrote or. Yeah, no, he wrote this. Yeah. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy. That's what he's coming out with. So he did the Pete's Dragon. Now he's going to be doing a Peter Pan and Wendy movie for thank, Disney. Thank God. We need another Peter Pan movie. <laughs> if there's one story that has not been fleshed out enough in media, it's Peter Pan. Guess who's playing Smee? You. Do you know who Smee is? Yeah. That's Captain Smee. Um, Jim Gaffigan. Nice. Okay, that's cool. Do you know who plays who's playing Hook? You. Jude Law. Oh, okay. That's Is it a movie? It's okay, yeah, it's, it's a movie. It's a live action movie. I don't know yeah. why I thought it'd be a show or like a I don't know, something. This cast is pretty neat. Um Who's Peeper? So, uh, probably some little boy that doesn't even have yeah some little boy that doesn't even have an IMDb picture yet son of a bitch uh, Alexander Milani how about Wendy Maloney. with an eye Wendy is played by <laughs> Ever Anderson whoever that is Ever Anderson <laughs> from the Andersons who's Mr. Darling is that their dad is that the kid's dad I guess yeah I think he's played by Alan Tudyk their na- is... last name is Darling oh because okay. she's Wendy Darling okay that's literally her name Alan Tudyk who is Pete er, mm-hmm. Steve yeah. the Pirate he's playing okay that's cool well that was the Green Knight what do you rate it oh fuck we have to do that don't mm-hmm. we um I'm gonna give this a question mark point question mark <laughs> you're really just not sure where to put it that's it, fair i mean if that's literally what you want to give it i will actually give you that if you it's unplaceable for you on it, the spectrum frankly yeah i i can't i can't 
I don't have anything to say really right. after what we've said for the past 20 minutes. So <laughs> I think I'll give this movie a 4.0 is oh, really what okay. I give it. I had a rating. I was like, I was yeah. fine to rate it. And w- the reason I give it that is that it's like the, in my opinion, it's the better end of a 24 films as far oh, okay. as like being approachable for people. I think this is a big conversation piece. And yeah, no matter how nonsensical it gets in the middle, I still think, it's one of those things exactly. Everyone's going to walk away from having taken their own two cents from it, you know? Yeah. And some person, you know, it's like the scenes that stood out to us mm-hmm. won't be the scenes that stood out to other people. You know what I mean? I feel like some part will stick to someone differently. And yeah. that's, 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 that's art, you know? So. Myra, what do you give it? What's the skate? What's the. To five and you can do point whatever. Oh, okay. So like 3.5, 4.0. 4.2. 3.8. Okay, that's, that's very good. Do you have anything um, to say on it? Like why you liked it or didn't like it? Um, I thought it was like a good epic kind of journey, like visually for sure, but I don't know. Do you agree with him that it's just kind of like nonsense at the end of the day? In a way, yeah, but <laughs> it was cool to look at. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I agree. Stone, um, stoners go see it you're gonna love it <laughs> <laughs> oh, um do you, uh wh- so you said this is the better end of like a24 like mm-hmm. what else would be what would be at the lower end midsummer <laughs> just just because it's not for you i'm just kidding no i don't know yeah maybe because it's just not for me but uh i just think like yeah because it's not for me i don't know i mean what else would be there i i haven't seen i guess too many a24 movies to be able to say that there's a a bad one? Well, no, that there's like a... I think what I would actually topic. say is that there's like, they're approachable movies, which oh. would actually be like Midsommar mm-hmm. and Hereditary and I, like those, I can think of the horror movies right off the top of my head and Green Knight, but then the other, which would be more like the ghost story side of things, which are like, they're more truly experimental films where they really play with like sound yeah. and, uh, you know, cinema. And I think that that's just where you're going to get people that are like, oh, that movie... They're, people are going to think the movie sucked just because of what it is or right. how it was made and not because it actually sucks. You know what I mean? Or, Cause I or, mean, or for any quality reasons is my point. I know people that saw hereditary and were like, yeah, it didn't make sense. It wasn't scary. And it's like, yeah, that wasn't meant to scare you. It was meant to like show how mental illness is disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. You, you thought of it as I guess another Freddy Krueger. So good for you. They went into it wanting another Freddy yeah. Krueger is the problem. <laughs> um, did you see the Adam Sandler movie? What was it? Uncut gems. Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. Was that good? See, no. That's an A24 movie. See, that's the other, that would put that in the other end of like the not so good. You know what I mean? And see, I feel like that's probably the most popular one. Oh, of older films? Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. And, but you wouldn't blame that on the fact that it's Adam Sandler leading the. No, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I would definitely blame it on the fact that. Like if it was any other actor, that that movie probably wouldn't fucking matter. If it, yeah. I mean, if it was Willem Dafoe, it, it would be The Lighthouse. Um, which, I mean, was also pretty popular. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Uh, next week, this is going to come out the same week as Suicide yeah. Squad, this episode. So next week, we'll be talking about Knives Out. Yeah. Come back. Uh, we have Follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the description. Come back next week. Thanks for dealing with us uh, twice this week. We appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> we will uh, see you next week, or we will see you on another time. Bye. 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 Latest on the menu.